0: Welcome back to Working. I'm your host, Laura Bennett. This season, we're focusing on the New York Comedy Club and cultural institution Comedy Cellar, which was founded in 1982 and has since been the starting ground for comedians like Chris Rock and Jon Stewart and Sarah Silverman and many, many others. This week, I'm talking to Aaron Nystrup, who is a server and a manager at the Comedy Cellar where he has worked for 10 years. This means he's seen a lot of stuff, whether he's dealing with drunken, unruly hecklers policing the room for guests trying to sneak photos of famous comics, or waiting on the likes of Seinfeld and Chappelle at the Comedians' Table in the Olive Tree Cafe next door. Once again, we're recording now at that cafe, which is basically the club's backstage in that it's where all the comedians hang out before and after shows.
1: our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. That's bluehost.com/wondersuite.
0: What's your name and what do you do?
2: My name is Aaron Nystrip. I am a server slash manager at the Comedy Cellar. Worked here for 10 years.
0: Ten years. So how did you get started here?
2: So kind of lucky happenstance. I moved to New York in August of 2009 on August 12th and August 13th. I walked in here on a Craigslist ad looking for a serving job. Just said Olive Tree Cafe, servers needed, walked in. They hired me and then uh, I started the next day and I didn't even know it was a comedy club when I got this job.
0: Really? So when I started. So you thought it was just a restaurant?
2: Yeah, I was just trying to get a serving job. I came up to be a musician, so as every other musician does, works in a restaurant business or some facet of that, and uh, yeah, wasn't a comedy fan.
0: You weren't a comedy fan at all, I was going to ask.
2: Nope. I had been to three comedy shows in my life before I started working here. What were they? Uh, I saw Jerry Seinfeld in Hartford, Connecticut when I was like 18. I saw Patrice O'Neill at the Improv in Miami, and... Uh, Bob Saget in college. I was going
0: to say, those are th- <laughs> seller guys, but
2: I don't know if Bob Saget is a sailor guy. Uh, well, Saget's kind of been here a bunch because of uh, he's friends with Jeff Frost. So when they were doing the bumping, bumping mics with David Tell and Jeff Frost.
0: Which of those three shows was the most memorable to you?
2: Patrice, for sure. <laughs> not and, Bob
0: Saget. Hands down. <laughs> What's the Bob Saget, That's
2: just Bob Saget was memorable. Funny, funny I like Bob kind of Saget. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily his comedy, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, Patrice was incredible, That, but that still didn't really give me that much of a comedy bug, so it's it's still a love-hate, you know.
0: So have you developed a comedy bug over the course of your 10 years working here?
2: I mean, I, I definitely have come to respect it a lot more. I love the comics. I love working with them. As far as comedy itself, the ones that are great, the ones that I like, I really, you know, if I could listen to David Tell every day, I would do that. But being surrounded by stand-up comedy constantly is not necessarily my favorite thing it's not your
0: dream. <laughs> why is it not your favorite
2: thing uh, it's a tough medium to to listen to i probably see more shows than almost anyone else that works here because i floor manage and i also wait tables downstairs so wow I you see must
0: see so much comedy
2: at least four nights a week i'm watching five and shows and it's a lot of the same same
0: uh, sets i imagine because uh, some
2: of them change out. it up some you know, it can be the same. Over 10 years, you definitely see have some you, patterns. So have you
0: memorized? Can you, like, verbatim recite?
2: A lot of the servers and bartenders and managers, yeah, they could definitely, especially once they start a bit, you're like, you're we're always, like, in the back finishing their jokes. <laughs> <and> <laughs> their
0: jokes, <coughs> like, mouthing the words <laughs> yeah, to their yeah. jokes.
2: Try not to say it too loudly in front of the uh, customers.
0: <laughs> that and is amazing. give
2: away the uh, hidden secrets of stand-up comedy.
0: So you first started here. You're not a comedy fan. In fact, you didn't know this was a comedy club. How did you discover it was a comedy club?
2: I mean, I you know, did see the sign outside. That did help uh, after I'd <laughs> been here for a couple of days. But um, yeah, well, when you start here, they, they do tell you like eventually you'll get to go downstairs. You'll make more money downstairs.
0: So the tips are better downstairs?
2: Now tips are a lot better downstairs. When I started, tips. We're not necessarily better than up here. Um, When I started, only Sunday through Thursday, there were two shows. Friday was three shows and Saturday was four shows. So now we're talking 60 shows a week here. So it's uh, changed a lot as far as what servers get paid and how good of a job. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's probably now one of the best serving jobs in the city
0: yeah is there a lot of competition or Are yeah. there people applying all the time to- you
2: would think so but i don't see a lot of it i don't oh, think people after
0: this podcast goes live. i
2: know right <laughs> jesus open the floodgates <laughs> i don't think people realize how lucrative of a job it is also when we hire here you have to work upstairs in the olive tree for a month or two or you kind of got to earn your your way down uh and this can be kind of tough up here
0: how do you earn your way down
2: it's usually one of two ways one somebody quits and they need to fill a space, or you've been here for a couple of months. You obviously know what you're doing, and then eventually they'll start training you downstairs. It took me so long to get downstairs. I probably was up here for four or five months before I even worked downstairs. So, do
0: you remember the first like big name comic you saw? Downstairs? I remember
2: being starstruck seeing Robin Williams. Um, wow, that was obviously years ago. And then like the first time you see Chappelle, first time I actually saw Chappelle, I think I was in. November of that year that I started so I'd been there since August so only a couple months and I hadn't really been downstairs yet and I just happened to be drinking in the neighborhood and a friend here was like hey Chappelle's here and this is back when he was not around very much at all it was kind of that disappearance time he was like oh you should come back like there's seats you know bring your friend you can come watch Dave so we came back and uh sat in the back corner and then Dave started playing uh piano at some point and started playing uh let it be by the beatles and uh, asked if anyone in the crowd knew how to sing it and i was just drunk enough with my friend to uh yell yes and <laughs> a true story my friend and i actually got on the cellar stage and sang a verse of let it be with dave Chappelle.
0: oh my god the dvd incredible.
2: exists somewhere but i haven't and seen And how it.
0: long had you been working here when that happened a couple months oh man you were a rookie yeah
2: I would definitely should not have done that. But, uh <laughs> that's so it good. Didn't, I, I'm glad I got away with it.
0: <laughs> so, what would you say is the most ordered item off the menu at the cellar?
2: A lot of people just come down, and, it's like finger food, french fries, mozzarella, something like that. What is
0: the best item on the For
2: menu? For downstairs, uh, the cheeseburgers are incredible. We changed the recipe a little bit like a year and a half ago. And I'd say we have some of the best cheeseburgers in the city now, kind of secret cheeseburgers that nobody secret knows about. But do you but have a really drink
0: good. limit? To make sure that customers don't get two drinks. So, yeah,
2: we have, oddly, it says on some of the cards downstairs on the table, it'll say two item minimum per person, three drink maximum per huh. person. So people see that and they kind of chuckle often because they're like, so I can, I have to order two, but I can't order four. That's just to keep kind of a, you know, even keel in the room. As far as comedy goes, you don't want people obviously yelling out, shouting out, rowdy. Um, if people are fine, we will serve more than three drinks. It's not like a hard, hard cap.
0: So how is being a server down there different from being a server at other places or in a normal like, restaurant?
2: I think it's much different. It's really strictly service. It's almost like cocktailing. Um, And it's very time speed based in a very short amount of time. You need to get maybe 20, 25, 30 drinks out, food. And then you're kind of just there to monitor the room after that.
0: So what do you mean by monitor the room?
2: That's changed a little bit in the last couple months now that we bag everyone's phone.
0: Right. Is that after the Um,
2: stuff? It was just kind of going with the times. Uh, Chappelle does it. Aziz does it. We did it for an Aziz show. And then the general manager, Liz, Decided it would be, uh, comics like it, we like it. And to be honest, most of the customers seem to enjoy not being even able to use their phone. It's kind of a freeing experience. So that used to be a major thing, was watching people make sure they're not on their phone, not recording, not taking pictures. That's gone. So now it's, mean, you know, just keeping people... Quiet. If people try and shut out, we have to deal with that. Any type of loud table conversation.
0: What is the single worst customer, like most annoying customer you've ever had to deal with?
2: We have a lot. You know, the bad heckler that won't stop. But I've also seen customers fight comics. You know, stuff like that. They so. like try
0: to climb on the stage?
2: <laughs> I've never seen anyone climb on the stage. I've seen customers, like, try and hit comics after they get off stage and stuff like that. Uh, what do you
0: do when you see that?
2: <laughs> uh, we have security, fortunately. Yeah, good, uh, so you don't have to get yeah, yeah.
0: yourself. What do you do about hecklers?
2: It's a tough situation because a lot of people, especially outside of America, I think heckling is kind of almost an accepted part of comedy. I definitely have talked to many... British people, Australian people that are like, oh, this is what we do. And it's like, it's not how American stand-up comedy works. So hopefully if they say something, you can easily just go over and say, hey, guys, there's no shouting out. Please only speak to the comics if they ask you a direct you just, question. Like, say that quietly? Say it quietly, nicely. And hopefully that's the end of it. Obviously, if they're too drunk to realize what they're doing or they don't give a shit and they continue, then eventually the manager will speak to them and then... If they still don't get up, then the and security will speak to them, and that'll be that.
0: Can you remember the most outrageous or outspoken heckler you've encountered? Oh,
2: man. I don't know. I mean, you get a lot of, like...
0: Like what? Are stupid,
2: like, show me your tits and, yeah, like... Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid shit.
0: <laughs> how many times over the course of your 10 years have you heard that particular phrase yelled oh, at the stage? At least
2: 10, probably.
0: <laughs> that's a lot.
2: That's a lot, that's really, because really, this club is, you know, this is too good of a club to be here. Right. Kind of, uh... It pretty,
0: seems pretty sedate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, it's harmless. Depends on how the comic reacts, too. You have to know who's on stage and who you're dealing with as a comic. Some comics will really have an issue with hecklers, and and they don't want to deal with them themselves, and they want us to deal with it. Other comics are comfortable dealing with them and would rather they deal with it. So it really depends. you got to always, there's a, there's such a give and take depending on who's on stage, what you're dealing with, where you are in the show, you know, stuff like that.
0: I don't know if this is really a question for you, but Noam said something interesting about how when a customer is being really unruly, he tries to dispatch a female server to calm them down.
2: Uh, yeah, that's something we've been trying to work with more lately. I mean, the place is really run by females. Liz is the general manager, as you know, and Esty is the booker for 150 years. But it's just kind of with the optics of today and where we are in the world, uh, I think it's easier for female employees to tell, especially if it's a female customer that's heckling or a problem or something like that. I think it's just easier that way, just to try and be as respectful as, as possible as you know, I think that's just good.
0: So sometimes policy. you'll you'll duck out and bring in a, a female server to Yeah, I mean
2: I from. could always ask Liz to you know, if there's right. an issue or we're just trying to do do it the right way. It can be tough. Things happen so quickly. You know, people heckle, people, you know, shout out, whatever it may be. You your first instinct, especially we've been trained for however many years to immediately go to the table and talk to them and tell them to be quiet. But we're trying to be a little more careful about how we how we handle that so
0: can you remember the most persistent case of a customer trying to record a comedian with a cell phone that you've ever encountered
2: i think one of the sneakiest and the smartest ways to do it i saw a customer go into the bathroom i just happened to be in there and start recording his phone Uh, in the bathroom and then put it in his pocket and walk back to his table so that would be hard to find yeah for us
0: it impossible. It
2: probably could still happen now, I mean.
0: Your bathroom's a little small to have, like, full-time security stations.
2: Yeah, it? I think that's against the law, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Seems like it
3: should
2: be. I mean, you'll tell people straight to their face, please don't take a picture. Back when there were phones, back, you know, we make an, the host will make an announcement before they bring up a famous comedian. Hey, if you guys take a picture, we will immediately throw you out. And every time, somebody will still anywhere? take a picture. And it's like... All for just a picture, which I guess is kind of beyond me because I work here, so I wouldn't imagine ever needing a picture that badly, but...
0: Yeah, I had to admit, and now that I'm thinking about this, when I came here years ago, Louis did a surprise set. This was before the most recent Louis stuff happened, yeah. and my husband still has a picture on his phone that's so blurry. It's basically just a black t-shirt. Yep. You can't see blob, who it is, a blob black but t-shirt. he had to get that picture. And you guys didn't catch him, so
4: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank. Members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: So, you were talking a little bit about what it's like to hear the same jokes night after night. Do you find yourself noticing little differences between sets? For
2: Yeah, and I think, and like I said, we have, we have the best comics in the world here. So, you wouldn't be able to write new jokes every, you know, it's like going to see a, a band that you like, you're not going to see. 15 new songs every night. I think people don't quite understand that when it comes to stand-up comedy, and people do get upset that people are using the same jokes, but if you knew how long it took to write an hour worth of comedy material, I don't think people would have such a problem with it. Just to answer your direct question, the nuances between jokes is actually something I really enjoy seeing how comics kind of mold their sets how, you know, the smallest little change of word or change of pace on a joke can make all the difference between, you know, it being an okay joke and a, and a great joke.
0: That's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Can you think of any specific examples?
2: Uh, I mean, a lot of it in comics would be better to explain this than than I would. Well, no, I like uh, that you even it from a comedy a fan going
0: in. Yeah, well I mean, but just,
2: you know, step. specifics are so important in comedy. And it just as a kind of a dumb example, like, even if you're, like, talking, there's a... a a car make in a joke and you started with Toyota and you moved to Kia and just to see the change of 10 crowds, how they respond to oh, that that's good. word instead of... You wouldn't think that it would make a difference, but it, it really... I see that it does.
0: Does the crowd feel different on different nights or different time slots? I mean, how does the kind of atmosphere in the room change?
2: Crowds are, as a whole, are definitely their own kind of living organism. We see... Great crowds. We see mediocre crowds. We kind of know the quality of comedy here is such a high standard and consistently at a high standard that we almost do get into that kind of like, it's the crowd's fault if the show's not going as well as we. depends on how percentage of foreign people are in the crowd. You know, Friday Late Show is rough because it's people drunk, tired. So yeah, the crowd's definitely changed. And you'll see, I can see a comic do on the same night, say a seven o'clock show and a 845 show do the exact same material and it might do okay and then crush the next show right just depends on that you
0: here the night that the louis ck stuff went down the the most prominent night the one that kicked up the whole backlash when he first resurfaced and did his set and then i know he came back a few times after that but were you there the first time
2: the all the louis stuff was there's a lot going on with that i was here for most of the nights a lot of the issues as well
0: what do you mean Uh, there's a lot
2: going on with that just you know trying to handle that in the in the in the best way possible. So it was right. always kind of. I mean, I
0: was just curious what. About there him? was a
2: lot of. Because he was here a, a good amount of days for a right. while. And then. So what kinda, was
0: the atmosphere like in the rooms as well as you can remember when he was here? During that Um, Mainly time.
2: positive. Overall, definitely positive. 95% positive. Not, if not more. There was obviously people. And as they have their right. That we're not too keen on it, but never seen that, like, negative vibe kind of energy. What always seemed like for you guys
0: behind the scenes? Like, what are you doing on a night like that?
2: You know, just trying to make sure, you know, more vigilant with phones and, you know, pictures and just making sure that everything, you know, we want to, we're there for the customers as well. So just making sure that both sides are are good.
0: Who are the comedians you are most excited about now when they show up?
2: Always my favorite comic will be David Tell, uh... I love watching him. But he's here all the time, so I don't know if that's necessarily a drop in that I would get excited about. it's you know, it depends you know, Chappelle I used to really like watching and I, I do still enjoy watching him, but Chappelle comes that might mean an extra four hours oh, on my night. Oh,
0: that's interesting. So, Why does that mean an
2: extra four hours? Uh he has a tendency to do some long sets, which can be really fun. But you know, as a manager, as a server, those nights get long. I mean I've been here till almost six o'clock in the morning. Wow. I think he did like five and a half hours, five hours. That's um, super long. So yeah, <laughs> as far as other drop ins, I don't know. I mean, I guess we get most of them pretty regularly. You know, Aziz is here a lot, and uh, Rock.
0: Has Aziz been here recently?
2: Yeah, he was here a week ago.
0: No, oh, that's very recent. Uh, How did the room respond to him being here? Were they excited?
2: Yeah, they love him. So he he does really well. Crowds. Really, really get excited when he's here.
0: Do you? What's the community like with you and the other servers, the other people who are sort of helping to manage the room? Are you guys close?
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty family vibe. You're working so closely together with people. If you saw the room, I don't know if you've been, uh, you've obviously been downstairs, but the uh, service bar is very small. So it's a lot of people in close quarters trying to, you know, make everything happen quickly and efficiently. And we work long hours, you know, have to deal with the same or kind or of like stuff. Die-hard so.
0: comedy fans who get I really think, jazzed about all this. I stuff. think
2: more so now that we have started to see people that apply that are really big comedy right. fans. Uh, we tend to not hire comedians or people that are trying to be comedians. Why is that? Just it's conflict of interest. Obviously, we will. But yeah, I think now that the seller is so much bigger than it that it once was. I think a lot of people were just trying to get serving jobs before, and now right. a lot of people want serving jobs and also to be part of the seller.
0: What do you think makes this? comedy club different from other comedy clubs?
2: I think SD has a big part of that. Uh, Liz has a big part of that. But the comic, I mean, it's the best comics that you can find, obviously, in New York City and really anywhere. But the way the club is run, it's comics first. They appreciate that they're taken care of. We realize that without them, we wouldn't be anything. So I think anything that can be done to make the show better and make them more comfortable goes a long way can
0: you remember the best set you've ever heard in all your years of working downstairs
2: oh man i don't know they all really blend together
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i have been asking everyone i've talked to here this question but i want to know have you ever felt inspired to write your own material being here and watching so many comedians
2: i never did uh until it's kind of funny recently i when i haven't been able to sleep in the morning i've uh Started writing down a couple of <laughs> joke ideas on my phone. Somehow one of the bartenders here found out about it and told everyone. So that was kind of a did
0: they demand to
2: see the Uh, they tried. They've been making fun of me for a while about it. <laughs> <laughs> did but- you show them? No.
0: <laughs> will you show us right now? Will you tell one of your, no, I tell will your, tell your
2: best material? <laughs> no, I mean, I respect, I think stand-up comedy is the hardest art form there is. Just being able to make people laugh with only a microphone is tough. Yeah, like I said, I've written down a couple of joke so ideas. What are your jokes
0: about? Like, can you give us I mean, stupid, like Uber
2: yeah. ratings, uh, just stupid, observational.
0: That's timeless stuff. Oh, you know, nothing <laughs>
2: like an Uber rating joke. <laughs> no one's heard one of those before. I
0: don't know if I've ever heard those before, I'm not sure I'd love to
1: hear it. Yeah. I'll, what I'll,
0: would it take to when get when I leave to here I'll, I'll become an amazing on the stage would tell your Uber I would jokes? not
2: do that for anything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even mention it to her. If she hears this alone, I'm not going to hear the end of it for
0: I sure hope she.
2: <laughs> at least 2 weeks.
0: <laughs> do uh do people ever complain about the food here are they ever i mean is there ever never like oh you need to take this back i don't like the taste of this or are they just totally distracted and don't yeah. just yeah. to be clear the food is very good here i'm just wondering how attuned customers are to uh
2: i think some do come like looking to eat this is not a crossboard, it's kind of generalization but foreign people europeans especially tend to come and like sit and, like, eat Have meal during the yeah. show. I think Americans realize that it's more show than it's weird to sit and eat a full meal during a comedy show. I mean, I've seen people in the front row order cheeseburger, Middle East, you know, combination platter with hummus and pita, and, you know, you're literally there's <laughs> a person... <laughs> Two feet from you and you're just like shoveling food in your mouth just while like they're trying to tell jokes. It's a it's yeah. it's a little odd. I wouldn't do it personally. But as far as complaints, not generally.
0: What kind of hours are you working? Before we started recording you were saying you'd been here till five in the morning last night.
2: Here it's generally five or six to three AM. So all the shifts are Relatively long, anywhere from 9 to 12-hour shifts.
0: And then you sleep the next day until, like...
2: 2 in the afternoon.
0: 2 in the afternoon, and then you wake up and you write some solid material about Uber I write about a, Uber my ratings. tight 5. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, soon to be 6, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and then I come back. My schedule is set because I'm a manager. Uh, all the servers do not have set schedules. So they, every Friday, find out what their next week is going to be like.
0: And what does being a manager entail? It means you get to boss people around?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, not, not entirely. Get yelled at by Liz? No. It's just, you know, running the shows as far as dealing with the hosts, talking to them about time, trying to keep the shows on time. It's very important for us to keep the shows on time, especially so on the you, weekends.
0: Do you guys have the equivalent of, like, Academy Awards music to play someone off? Or are you doing, like, a gesture in the back when someone needs to wrap up their set, or does that not happen?
2: Well, i never heard Academy Awards music. You that's know a, I mean. No, I know No, yeah. a, that's a, that's, I know. I like that, that idea.
0: That would be really subtle.
2: They, I don't know if that... So, most clubs, uh, comedy-wise, they use a light, and most of the time it's a two-minute light. Here, there's a little white light. Right when you walk into the room, right up top, there's a little white light that the host will hit. And get the comics' attention, so they know they have two more minutes to wrap it up. And around but the corner, we have like you a don't red light. Put that light on. No, no, we would not put that light on. So anyone that drops in, that's that status, we will not light. They'll just mm-hmm. do what they do what they want to do. What is
0: the longest set you've ever? Chappelle? Definitely Chappelle. Yeah,
2: <laughs> without a doubt, <laughs> by a couple hours. <laughs> I saw Godfrey do a really long set once, out of necessity for us. Godfrey likes to go long. He's a great comic. But one night, our credit card system and our computer system went down at like one fifteen in the morning. So we had a full room downstairs and no way to process unless we did it manually, but we we're trying to reboot the computers, all this stuff. So he had already been on for 20, 25 minutes, and we hadn't lit him yet, even though he had only a 15-minute spot. He likes to do like a half an hour anyway. So we just never lit him, and he never asked about the light, never said anything. Ended up doing about an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Crowd was into it, stayed. Really? And he got off stage and was just like we were like did you not realize we didn't let you and he was like it did seem a little long but never like he was like (laughs) did someone wave him
0: off stage or you just let him let him do his thing
2: yeah you just if i mean comics kind of if they don't get the light they a lot of times just won't get off because they assume there's a reason they're not getting the light either the next comic is late or i mean most comics though after like 20 minutes because they know their spots are 15 and they're good with time obviously everything is so you know, rigid as far as their sets go. They'll start looking around like, uh, should I be here? Should I get off stage? Did I miss the light? Yeah. Something like that. He just plowed on through. It's great. Yeah, it worked. Saved us.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Obviously, when a comedian bums, it can be awkward for audience members. I bet it's awkward for you also. What is it like for you and how is it different for you than it would be for audience members, do you think?
2: Uh, That's a good question. (laughs) It's a funny one because... It really depends on the comic. Uh there's a lot of comics that in a way I almost enjoy seeing bomb if they're friends of mine and I know how great of a comic they are and it just didn't that just certain set just didn't go right it's or just the crowd was just, And it's just separate. like watching them just kind of eat it in a way. That can be actually some of the most fun I'd have downstairs is watching a friend of mine who's a great comic. Obviously, if they're like a struggling comic, I wouldn't be like enjoying their pain and misery, but a great comic that I know is going to do well always, but just doesn't have it that night, or the crowd just sucks, or whatever it may be. That I enjoy more than almost anything. As far as people that I don't really know, that are especially new, that have just passed, or anything like that, that bomb badly, that is really hard to watch. Especially because you have to talk to them afterwards, and... Pretend like it didn't happen.
0: What do you say to them afterward? Are you like, you pretend nothing happened or you offer them your condolences? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I do if it's a friend. I mean, like, hey, sorry, well, I guess we'll see in 10 years. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't really just, I don't think anyone doesn't know if they bombed. Then you really don't know what you're doing if you're like, oh, that was great. And like, <laughs> right.
0: okay, yeah, sure. Are you still playing music?
2: Uh, yes. I'm in a band out of Williamsburg. So I moved up here from South Carolina with a bunch of guys. I'm in a band called Everest Kale. And uh, yeah, we just played Mercury Lounge a week ago. Trying to do that while doing this, obviously, it's tough, so... Do your bandmates money. ever
0: come and hang out here?
2: Yeah, we used uh, we watch the Super Bowl here. My band, we used to hang out here a good bit. Not so much anymore. We've gotten older and less time to uh, hang out at a bar and drink together, but they come to a lot of shows. I have friends come to shows all the time. I met my girlfriend here. So. Was she
0: in, in the audience or yeah. how did that happen? <laughs> we're getting to this is a new topic, but how did that um, happen?
2: I was just downstairs working. She came in with actually one of Gnome's friends and uh, they were sitting in the corner. And I remember. She ordered macaroni and cheese, which I thought was odd, downstairs, because it's not even on the menu. Move, as you might yeah. say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she fell asleep during the show at some point, I think. So I <laughs> she stood out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you you like, know, being a huge comedy fan is obviously not something that is <laughs> that important to me. As a, I get enough of it here. Uh, but yeah, met her But here. then the rest
0: was history? Yeah. It's when she woke years.
2: up. Yeah, when she finally woke up, and I told her where she was. No, I just, <laughs> No, yeah, she was up here at the bar when I got done with my shift, so.
0: That's a great story. The Comedians' Table, I believe is what it's called. Famously, there's a table in sort of the back yeah. corner of Olive Tree Cafe where the comedians hang out. Do you wait on that table, first of all, or did you when you worked up here?
2: Uh, so I do, actually. I only work up in the Olive Tree one day a week, and it's to wait on the comedian's table. So that's Got what it. I that's what I'm here today for actually.
0: So what is it like to wait on that table? Um, There's
2: maybe 25 30 comedians a night that you're going to come through. Um you're just there for anything they may need. They all pretty much order food, drinks. They kind of scatter. They all Also, you're trying to make sure that that table stays protected in a way. Um, so the
0: randos can't come up and be like...
2: Yeah, bar customers right. will try and you know talk to people. You don't want people taking pictures even up here if they don't right. have permission from a comedian. So especially if there's celebrities here, they don't want to be bothered. Because that, that's our green room where many other clubs have an actual green room. One of the great things about this club is that that is the green room. So all the comics are, you know, have to sit together. You know, they're kind of a part of the the restaurant world as well. And you know, that's why we have really good, you know, relationships with them because of that. Do you have
0: any particularly good stories from the comedians' table?
2: Comedians can be funny. Just they'll get real creative with their ordering. How so? <laughs> you know, they'll bring outside things. I remember I had a comic who didn't like our ice cream, so he started bringing in Häagen-Dazs and then making me put it in a bowl. Are you like, allowed
0: to do that or is that like a health code? The comedians,
2: uh, well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I
2: think you. if you do yeah. it at the table outside of the kitchen, it is right. uh
0: That is very funny. Code Can you okay. disclose who that comedian was? Or no, I won't say, it? but. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, so what other kind of weird stuff? You know, they're
2: just, they'll be funny because they obviously see the menu and know the menu, but don't like to order anything off the menu. <laughs> so there's a lot of. Getting creative. And then it's, you know, I'm friends with a lot of these people. We're trying to, we get creative together. You know, we've been eating the same food for 10 years. You know, what kind of weird meat can we put on a weird piece of bread that we found somewhere? And let's add this sauce to that. You know, it's a lot of that and bickering back and forth.
0: Do you get to participate in the conversations at the comedian's table?
2: You know, when you're working, you're not supposed to be just socializing sitting down. But you definitely get pulled into the conversations often by uh, different comics. Some you, you kind of learn to just Be very professional with and what do you need? And this is that I remember waiting on Jerry Seinfeld. Is like, I'm like, I feel like I gotta be like, you know, I should put a tux on right before I get there, (laughs) 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 get his sparkling water just the right temperature. And but other comics, you know, we're we're much looser with, so
4: I don't know. Seinfeld Seinfeld has that weird,
2: it gives me such a major factor in comedy. He
0: uh, likes things a certain way, I I think. He's
2: very, you know, he and he's not here that much. So when he is, uh, you know, I'm definitely like, I'm like, oh shit, Uh, all right, I got it. Yeah. You said 38 degrees? No, I'm just... (laughs) That
0: is amazing. Here's a really basic logistical question. Do comedians have to pay for their food at the comedians table, or is that part of the... There's
2: Uh, a discount system depending on who the comics are.
0: Interesting. So Seinfeld... Seinfeld's not paying for for anything. He's not paying for sparkling water?
2: I charge him extra for the temperature control. As you should. But... (laughs) No, there's a whole old school, like, Noam's father put it in place, the original huh. owner, Manny. And yeah, it's like a secret so do we, secret code.
0: Do, we, like, do the younger guys have to pay? If they're um, Everyone there?
2: gets taken care of. I mean, no one's paying for their water or you know, wow, soda really or anything like that. Wow, generous of you guys. Yeah, they have free water. I, I'm here to say <laughs> I'm this is a free Aaron water here saying right you guys now. have all the free water you'd like. <laughs> Well yeah, yeah, we take very good care of the comics. So. I won't disclose how, you know, what how what the system is, system but works. yeah, they're all, they're all taken yeah. care of even. Yeah. If, as soon as you're past here, you're automatically discounted a certain way forever, for life. So, and you don't have to like be working or be on the show. You can just come hosts always, you know, eat for free and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good system and like I said, the the comics wouldn't all still be here if we didn't take really good care of them. So, I think they're happy.
0: This was so much fun. Thank you so much for uh, talking to me.
2: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: That's it for this episode of Working. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm your host, Laura Bennett. If you liked the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at working@slate.com. Working is produced by Jessamyn Molly. Special thanks to Justin D. Wright for the ad music. Come back next week for another episode of on New York's Comedy Cellar.
4: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done.